Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Sunny. I am here to give you the word that I preached last Sunday. It didn't record, but I really believe this is a timely word for you, for God's people. So here it goes. The title of my message is called Do Not Sell Your Birthright. We're going to read Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 34, and Proverbs 23, 23. The word of the Lord. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Proverbs 23, 23 says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Do not sell your birthright. People of God, hear me. The word of the Lord to you and I right now is do not sell your birthright. Two weeks ago, Dr. Sam Huddleston came to our church and he ministered to us powerfully. Afterwards, he took me aside and Benjamin aside. And this is what he told us. Tell your people not to sell their birthright. And that word stayed with me for the past two weeks. And I know this, this is a warning. This is a word from the Lord for our community. Here in Genesis chapter 25, Jacob and Esau were born to Rebekah and Isaac. They were twin boys. Esau was the manly man who liked to hunt. Jacob liked, to, liked the indoors and he liked to cook. Esau was manly man who liked to be rough, who likes to hunt. I think Jacob was more like, I don't know, hipster, creative he likes to be inside likes to cook and enjoy the food Esau was the oldest of the two boys who had the birthright given to him in ancient times the birthright was very important and sacred sacred it was given to the firstborn son the family name and leadership of the family was passed down to the eldest son he would also receive a double portion of the inheritance. Esau was the firstborn, and this birthright was his. But he failed to appreciate its value and sacredness, and thus he sold his birthright. The birthright is your inheritance. It's your heritage. It's your legacy. When you are born into a family, you are born into the heritage of the family. There are privileges, there are rights, 
even possessions that you are entitled to according to your birthright. The uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary says, the definition of birthright is a right, privilege, or possession to which a person is entitled by birth. The birthright has to do with both position and inheritance. The firstborn son inherited the leadership, even the spiritual leadership of the family. The authority of the father went to the firstborn son and a double portion of his father's estate. He got double than any other of his brothers. When you are born into the kingdom, you were given a kingdom position and an inheritance that you are entitled to. Something that you don't have to work for. Something that you do not have to pay for. By your birthright, you are entitled to a kingdom position and kingdom inheritance. Do you know that God gave you a spiritual birthright? Do you know that you have been given a position in the kingdom of God and a double portion of inheritance? Hmm? Do you know that? So many of us live outside of what is rightfully ours and not knowing that not knowingly, we sell this birthright that gives us an access to kingdom position and a kingdom inheritance. And the word of the Lord today is wake up, wake up to your birthright. Know what your birthright is and do not sell your birthright. What does it mean to have a kingdom position? It means you're in charge. It means that God has given you a realm to rule over with the position God gave you authority, power, and resources. Everything your father has is yours. You have the authority of the father. In this place, you are the head and not the tail. In this kingdom position, you are able to accomplish what you cannot on your own in this world. The firstborn gets the double portion of his father's property. What does that mean to you and I? What does that mean to God's child? It means there is a double portion promise. It's yours. You are entitled to a double portion when you remain in your kingdom position. When you do not sell your birthright. You know, God's prophetic promise for 2022 for our church is in Isaiah 61, verse 7. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. So you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. God's promise to us in 2022 is that he will redeem our weakness and give us our double portion inheritance. Your life on earth, if it's long, 80 to 100 years. Temporary 
desires sometimes feels so great. That moment of temptation is nothing compared to your whole life. It's just a dot in your whole lifetime. But the enemy wants us to compromise. He wants us to sell our birth right. Have you guys ever seen that YouTube video where they lay a, a bowl of cookies or candies in front of a toddler and they say, mommy's going to go and mommy's going to come back, but I want you to uh, not eat this because if you don't eat it while I'm gone, I'm going to give you double. I'm going to give you five candies, okay? And they're like, okay, mommy. And then the parent walks away and they just record the child. And nine out of ten times, that little child, they look around and they cannot overcome that, 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 that temporary, that, that desire, that temptation. They cannot. And so they give in and they look and they take a bite. So many of us, God's people, are like these little toddlers. And we just immediately eat what is in front of us. A bowl of soup. <laughs> and we give up on that double portion promise. In Genesis 25, verse 29, it says, Esau came in from the field and he was weary. Esau, Esau, he was out in the field hunting. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was working. But the problem was he stayed out just little too long. I want us to look at what Esau did, what he did wrong, so that we learn from his mistakes, so that we do not sell our birthright just like Esau did. So first thing he did wrong was he stayed out in the field too long and he became weary. And when you become weary, you'll be more than ready to compromise and give up your convictions. When you're weary, when you're tired, you have to be careful. When you're tired emotionally, mentally, physically, and even spiritually, you have to be careful. Or in a moment of weakness, you will sell your birthright. You can cut yourself off from your inheritance. You just cannot stay out too long. Esau needed to come in and be in the right environment where he can get fed. You cannot disconnect from the word of God, from the community of the believers too long and think you will be okay because you believe in God. You stay out there too long, you will not be able to see your situations right. You will not be able to see your hunger, your birthright in the right perspective. You're going to believe what the world says more than what the word of God says. Your current need, your current desires will seem like life and death, but they're just a dot compared to your whole life. In verse 31, Jacob says to Esau, sell me your birthright if you want the soup. And look what Esau said. Look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? You see, in the moment of weariness, 
the number two, the second mistake that Esau made was he did not have the right perspective of his situation. You see, the enemy is constantly tempting you to sell your birthright. Are you lonely? Sell me your birthright. Are you hungry? Sell me your birthright. Are you sad? Are you disillusioned? Are you weary of believing? Are you weary of waiting? Well, sell me your birthright. What is your conviction when you are so weary and you're going to die? The truth is you will not die. Esau, you will, you will not die just because you didn't eat one day. The hunger pain that you are feeling is not going to kill you. It's not worth it for you to trade your birthright for a bowl of soup. People of God, hear me. You're not going to die for not having a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You're not going to die because you're not married. You're not going to die because you did not get that promotion. You're not going to die because your bank account is low. You're not going to die because you want something that you do not have. The enemy blows up these momentary hunger and desires to make it feel like it's life or death. As if you have nothing to live for unless you get what you really want right now. When you stay out in the field too long, you will have a wrong perspective of your situations. I'm going to die. It's not worth it. It's not as bad as it feels. So what is this birthright to me, Esau said? He did not have the right view. He did not value his birthright. That's the third mistake that he'd made. He did not value what was valuable. He did not see what God saw. When you stay out there too long and become weary, you will not value what God values. You will not have the right perspective. Don't treat it like it is worth less. You calling it, your calling is worth more than you think. Your birthright gives you an access to the father. What Esau could have done was to get to his father as fast as he can when he felt weary and hungry. His father loved him so much. His father would have made sure he got fed. Verse 33. He swore to Jacob and he sold his birthright. He, it says he ate, he drank it, he rose, and he went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. The Bible says he ate, drank, arose, and went his way. That soup did not last forever. That job will not last forever. That boyfriend will not last forever. It fills a temporary desire. And guess what? The next day, you're going to be hungry again. Esau just didn't value 
his birthright. What mattered more to him was to get his hunger met with food. He didn't treat what was so precious as valuable as it was. He considered it worthless. Esau traded something of great value for something so cheap. He had special privileges and a double portion of inheritance as the firstborn, but he gave that all up. The promise of double portion didn't matter too much to him when he got weary and when he got too hungry. He gave it all up. He gave up something of infinite value for temporary pleasure. And that pleasure meant more to him than anything else. How often have I seen God's sons and daughters sell their birthright in a moment of weariness, in a moment of sadness, loneliness, and weakness? How often do we forsake and even despise the promises of God? We cry, when, Lord? How long do I have to wait? How long, Lord? Forget it. It's just not worth it for me. And we become apathetic. The word of the Lord to us today is don't sell your birthright. Hebrews 12, 17, it says, See that no one is godless like Esau. For a single meal, he sold his inheritance right. You see this? When you sell your birthright, you are acting like you are godless. Don't. Sell your birthright for a bowl of soup. By doing so, Esau despised his birthright. When we give in to our fleshly momentary desires, we are giving up our convictions, our values, our heritage, our position, and our inheritance. You know, in biblical time, Profanity was not just cussing and using bad words. Profanity means treating what God calls holy as something ordinary or with contempt. When we do so, we profane and we despise them. When it says that Esau despised his birthright, it meant he took something that is holy and valuable and treated it with contempt or even treated it as something just ordinary. Your spirituality, your relationship with God, your place in the kingdom of God, your calling is sacred, it's valuable, it's special to God, but we are treating it, treating it as something just ordinary. Hmm? Something we can just sell. For a bowl of soup. When we neglect our inheritance because of the common things in our lives are more important and more desirable to us, then we are actually despising our birthright. Therefore, it will be easy for us to sell it for temporary desires. Our spiritual birthright connects us to it eternity eternal heritage not only do we receive this eternal heritage 
but we also pass this heritage down to our next generation. When we sell our birthright, when we compromise and give up our conviction and the promises from the Lord, we are cutting ourselves off from this eternal heritage. The temporary desires are not worth cutting yourself off from an eternal heritage that is your birthright. Do not sell your birthright. Can you hear the voice of God? What is he saying to you personally? What temporary pleasures or desires are distracting you right now? What does the bowl of soup represent in your life? You know, I want to say, like I said earlier, Esau was out in the field hunting. It wasn't like he was sleeping around and stealing and killing. You understand? Some of us, yeah, maybe we may compromise at, with sexual sin, but a lot of us, we're just living our lives, having kids, working hard, trying to overcome this pand pandemic, trying to live our lives. But when we disconnect from the kingdom DNA that God has put in us, when we stop pursuing the presence of God, when we stop living as God called us to be, lovers of the presence of God, lovers of the word of God, when we stop praying, when we stop, we are treating our birthright as something ordinary and therefore we are despising our birthright and we are living as if we are non-believers or people who do not care for God or God's presence. My question to you, once again, is this. What does this bowl of soup represent in your life? Comfort? I don't know. Connection? Money? Are you tired? What is it? What does that represent? God has given each one of us certain convictions, certain beliefs, values, and spirituality. God called you to be his people that loves and carries his presence. He gave you a special heart for God's presence. There are certain things that will distract us away from his presence. And when we stay away from his presence too long, we become weary and we start to not value it as much as we used to. When we become too sensitive to the people around us, we begin to want the bowl of soup in the world more than the presence of God. In our weariness, we stop seeking his presence and we would rather spend hours watching something on YouTube or go out in the field today God is calling us back his voice is loud and clear enough come back son daughter stop compromising in that field stop giving up your kingdom place your kingdom desires Daniel in the Bible did not compromise even if it meant that he was thrown into the den of lions. He valued his spiritual birthright more than his life. 
He honored God and his time with God, and he did not despise it, even when he was accused, falsely accused, and attacked. His three Hebrew friends did the same thing. They did not compromise with their faith. They did not give in to the demands of this world. They clung to the convictions that God gave them. Daniel 3 verses 16 through 18, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You see, these three Hebrew brothers, friends, they understood that their lives on earth were nothing compared to the eternity, the eternal heritage they have in the Lord. Today, a lot of you are hearing the warning voice of our God. You are on the line. You're about to sell your birthright. You are about to compromise. You are about to give up your spirituality for more sleep, for more entertainment, for promotion, for more money. You want that soup? Are you weary? Are you hungry? God is saying, come to me. Stop desiring the soup when your father has Wagyu steak prepared for you. All you have to do is ask God for help. God, I don't know how to go back to the spirituality. I don't know how to go back to being desperate for your presence. God, help me. God, I'm so tempted to stop being who I am, to, to give up the spiritual DNA that you have put in me. God, help me. And for some of you, you feel like, Pastor, it's too late for me. I've already compromised. I've already sold my birthright. It's too late, Pastor. I already ate that soup. I'm too ashamed. I don't know what else to do to you. The Lord is saying, son, daughter, it is not too late. The Bible says, buy the truth and do not sell it. You could buy it back. How? By returning to the father. Just like the prodigal son, when he realized in the pig's pen, if I could just go back to the father's house, he was out in the field too long going after soup after soup and after a while he didn't even have the soup but when he realized that he could go back to his father his father was waiting with the fatted calf he was waiting to put his son back to his kingdom place all you have to do is come back let us pray Father, we thank you for this word. It's a timely word. Do not sell 
your birthright. Father, I pray for every listener, every hearer of this word. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint them, strengthen them to not compromise, not to give up their convictions. God, to not to give in to the spirit of this age. God, to not to sell their spiritual birthright. But to see their present situation with the kingdom perspective. God, may we wake up and may we run to your presence and hold tightly to our spiritual birthright. We thank you for you will help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.